0: Hello, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. Welcome to the second part of our mini-series. This is a three-part mini-series about transformational professional development. And today, I've got six tips for you that you haven't heard before. You could think about these as quick fixes, but sometimes quick fixes sounds technical. And these are transformational tips that you haven't heard before. Maybe you have if you have been listening to me or reading me talk for 10 years or something. Maybe you have, but I don't think you have. So that is coming up in just a moment. Before we get into this episode, I do want to thank... Our listener with the username, I'm going to spell it because I'm not sure if this is a name or so. The username is A Y O G E H R T, who on the Apple Podcasts review wrote. I am new to coaching, and I've been following the Bright Morning team on Instagram. I just listened to Is Your Tank Full? And I'm amazed at how relevant it is not only to my professional life, but my personal life as well. The deep reflection Elena asks of the listener is necessary and welcome. I'm excited to continue to listen to her other recordings." Thank you, listener, so much for taking the time to rate and review the podcast. It means so much to me. And leaving a review is super easy. It's free. And it helps get the show out. So thank you in advance to all of you who are going to go over to Apple Podcasts right after this show and rate and review us. Thank you. Okay. Okay let's jump into this episode. So as I hope you know, the PD book is full of tips and strategies and suggestions. I mean full. But I've been thinking lately about the strategies that I draw on or rely on when I'm designing PD or leaning on it that might not Be in the PD book or they won't jump out at you because you can't get everything in one book. And so these six strategies, I'm sharing them with you in somewhat random order. I really thought about ordering them, but I'm like, no, I'm just going to share them to you in sort of the order they came to me as I was thinking about this episode. So the first one I'm going to call Turn to Your People. This is a strategy for adaptive facilitation. So let's say you are in a PD session and in the moment, something's not going well. Something is just not working. My suggestion is turn to your people, ask the people in the room if they have a suggestion for what to do or how to move forward. So let's say you've asked participants to do an activity. And then just after you release them into doing it, a few people start coming up to you to ask a question, and you start thinking, this activity isn't working, it's not clear, I don't know what to do. You look around the room, you can kind of see that people seem stuck, and then your brain does that freezing thing, I don't know what to do. Okay, here's what to do. Call the group back together and say, I'm noticing that this activity might not be working in the way that I hoped it work. Maybe the directions are unclear. Maybe this just doesn't feel right. I'm stuck right now. I'm not sure what to do. Does anyone have a suggestion for how we could move forward? So you don't need to be the ultimate absolute authority on everything. You don't need to know everything. I'm amazed sometimes when I do this, I'm amazed by how someone will say something that seems so, in retrospect, obvious and easy, and it doesn't mean throwing away the whole activity. It's just very simple. You know, someone might say something like, could you just demonstrate how to do the first part of this? Or this seems like so much to do and we only have 20 minutes. Could we extend it? Or could we do part of it this time and part of it next week? So turn to your people. Ask for their support when you get stuck in a facilitation moment. Okay, that's tip number one. Tip number two is somewhat aligned. It's another take on the I'm stuck in the moment. So let's say you are in a PD session and someone asks you a question and you're not sure how to answer it. The tip is to do a think aloud. Share the wonderings you're having, share what you're grappling with. So this isn't kind of like a technical question, like what page was that on? But something substantive, especially something that might reveal to you an idea you haven't fully thought through or a contradiction in what you're saying. So recently I was presenting and someone asked a question that stumped me. I had all these thoughts that were kind of swirling through my mind, but they were mixed up. I couldn't really explain what I was thinking. So I provided an answer, or I'll say I tried to provide an answer. And then I said, This, I'm so glad you asked this question because it's a really important one. And I want to provide a coherent answer. And right now, I'm recognizing that I'm not able to yet. So I'm really grateful for this push from you to clarify my thinking. So I want to acknowledge that this is a complicated dilemma that you're raising, and it deserves consideration, and I'm really glad you asked. And that's what I said. And part of me felt, especially in the beginning, sort of embarrassed that I didn't have a good answer. Like my credibility was on the line, and like, who am I, this expert? And I can't answer this really important question. And then I felt like, look, this is what's going through my mind. So I know that PD providers, we often feel like we have to be the ultimate experts on whatever we're presenting on, but we are not. We will never be the ultimate expert because that person just doesn't exist. So when we're asked something that we don't have a really clear answer for in that moment, sometimes the most powerful response is to be honest. You are modeling what it looks like to be a learner. And again, I want to acknowledge this brings up these questions about power and authority authority and credibility, and those are really meaningful inquiries to explore. And that is what's covered in chapter three of the PD book, the chapter about navigating power. It is also something that we really dig into in our artful design and facilitation workshop. And so you do have to also do those kinds of explorations around power And you have to cultivate awareness of what comes up for you when you're presenting of your thoughts and your feelings so that really you can be primed to share the kind of think aloud that I just shared with you. So that's tip number two. When you are asked a really challenging question, and you're not sure how to answer it, do the best you can. And then briefly, don't go into a long explanation of every thought and feeling you're having, but briefly share your thoughts. Do a think aloud. Okay, strategy number three. So I'll tell you, sometimes this one really is a quick fix for me. And this strategy is to dance. Yes, to dance. So when I'm designing PD. And I'm stuck and I'm going around and around. I'm just like, oh my God, I keep moving things around on the agenda and cutting and pasting and trimming a minute here and a minute there. And it just, it's not working. I get up and I dance. So what I really want to tell you about in some ways is the research behind why this works and tell you about a new book that I've been reading that I really, really recommend. I'm loving it. It's called Awe, The New Science of Everyday Wonder and how it can transform your life. It's by Dasher Keltner, who is a psychologist. It is a beautiful book. And one of the things that he writes about is the neurophysiology of awe through the lens of music. How different types of music affect our heart rate and our hormones. And so I wanna read you a short passage. Okay, you can probably like, yes, this is a book that I'm so excited about. just came out in January of 2023. Okay, uh, let me read you this passage. When we listen to music that moves us, the dopaminergic circuitry of the brain is activated, which opens the mind to wonder and exploration. In this bodily state of musical awe, we often tear up and get the chills, those embodied signs of merging with others to face mysteries and the unknown. Music breaks down the barriers between self and other and can unite us in feelings of awe. When we listen to music with others, the great rhythms of our bodies, heartbeat, breathing, hormonal fluctuations, sexual cycles, bodily motions, once separate merged into a synchronized pattern. We sense that we are part of something larger, a community, a pattern of energy, an idea of the times, or what we might call the sacred. Okay, that's from Awe by Dasher Keltner. So in this passage, he's talking about what happens to us when we listen to music alone and with others, and... This book is really fascinating. I'll include a link in the show notes, but back to dancing. Okay, so dancing means music, which is why I read you that passage, which I just think is so fascinating what music does to us. And there's movement, right? And there's tons of research on how movement helps you release emotions and get more creative. And so when you're stuck or when you need to shift your energy, whether you're just in the planning PD, or even like right before PD and you're nervous, dance. So, you know, put on music or if you want to, you can also like, of course, put on music, go for a run or do some stretching or something. For me, it's dancing. So I do dance when I'm designing PD. I dance right before I start PD sessions, sometimes during breaks. So that is strategy number three, which is really just move your body, listen to some music, do one or the other and see what happens. Because there is all of this neuroscience and stuff that happens that I kind of barely understand. But every time I read it, I'm like, yes, music, dance, movement. Okay. Sometimes we just need that. That is strategy number three. Strategy number four, I'm kind of going to continue a little bit on this theme. This strategy is dance in front of PD participants, dance in front of your learners, Let me explain this a little bit. And then you'll find in case you're just bristling, you're like, I will never do that. Let me get into this. And then you'll kind of understand where I'm going with this. So dance in front of PD participants, especially if this makes you feel a little uncomfortable. So maybe about 10 years ago, I was leading a team meeting. And I think it was like a day long thing. I brought in Pictionary for sort of a midday fun break. And I did one drawing that no one could guess what it was. And when I said what it was, everyone on my team thought it was the funniest thing ever because the object that I was supposed to draw was completely unrecognizable from the thing that I had drawn. So you could say, one could say, I am not a very good drawer can't really represent something, especially when it's just in my mind or it's a word. One of my teammates told me that that was the moment when he started to see me differently, when he started sort of feeling more comfortable with me as his boss, because he saw that I wasn't good at something. And he said he had kind of like held me on this pedestal because he admired my coaching and my leadership, but he hadn't seen me do things that I wasn't really good at. And I have had this experience a number of times, especially when I dance in front of people or I share a video of me dancing. So let me be really clear. My dance moves are nothing that anybody is going to want to imitate. I'm not going to say I'm bad at dancing, I'm not going to disparage myself because that is problematic. I'm just going to say nobody's going to like look at my moves and be like, ooh, she's a role model for me. So people seem to love it when I put these videos. I don't think they laugh at me and I don't even really care if they do. But what I think they're seeing is that I'm human that there's things that I don't do well, that I am willing to share the parts of me that are in development or share the skills I'm not so great at. And so really what this strategy is about is A reminder or an invitation to be vulnerable, to share the parts of you that are not perfect. Nothing is ever perfect. No one is ever perfect. But share the parts of you that you feel less confident in. Maybe this is a reminder to at times be vulnerable. And maybe this is also just an invitation to dance because dancing is fun. And yes, so many of us have been conditioned to feel uncomfortable about moving our bodies in public or even about having bodies So dancing in a group is an act of resistance to the patriarchy and white supremacy, so dance. Okay, that became a little bit of a digression from PD strategies. I'm just going to leave that there and trust that you will take whatever is meaningful to you from that strategy. Dance. Strategy number five, I'm going to call it cut, copy and cut. So the biggest mistake we all seem to make when we design PD is that we try to squeeze in too much. So many of us think that we will be able to do way more in 90 minutes than what is actually possible. This is still my problem. And usually When I review other people's agendas and provide feedback for them, usually it's the top piece of feedback I'm giving them. Like, I think this is too much. I think it's going to be too much. Less is more. Less is more. Cut, cut, cut. But then I say, you've got to figure out what is a priority. So what to cut? Everything feels so important. Everything feels essential. Here's a strategy that often works for me when I am stuck, when I know I need to cut things and I just don't know what to cut. I make a copy of the agenda. I just duplicate the Google Doc I'm working on. And in the copy, I see what it feels like, to cut this piece or cut that piece, sometimes I really do have a gut sense of what just doesn't feel right or what I think is too much. But in the original document, I'm just too afraid to cut it. So in the duplicate, I'll see like, okay, so what does this agenda feel like if I cut that chunk? And often when I cut it, I'm like, oh yes, such a relief that needed to go. This feels so much better. So even if you're not sure what to cut, just try and cutting different things and see what happens can be really illuminating. But for me, somehow the key is to make a copy of the agenda so that your mind doesn't freak out when you start deleting things. So copy the agenda and then cut. All right. The last strategy, tip number six, is occasionally cancel, cancel a session. And really what I want to say about this is, because I'm not going to define occasionally, but don't be afraid once in a while to cancel a session or cut it short. So not too long ago, I was supposed to facilitate a PD session with my team. I knew one person was going to be out. And then on the morning when this session was about to happen, I had forgotten that someone else was going to be out and then someone else was feeling sick. And I realized like, I need my whole team here for this. It's not worth having a meeting and then having to bring those other people on board and fill them in. We have a small team and I was kind of going back and forth because I was like, I shouldn't cancel. Everyone is expecting this. And... We started the meeting on time, on the moment when we were supposed to start and everybody came together. And I was like, you know what? This person is out sick. This person is, you know, this, that, and I'm going to cancel this meeting. And I canceled it. And it was the right thing to do. And so really, I only do this maybe once every couple of years. So this is not like every other month, cancel PD. But this was the right thing to do. And it wasn't worth trying to figure out how to modify the session or do something else like last minute. It was okay. So once in a while, don't be afraid to cancel. Really, don't be afraid to slow down to the point where there's a stop and remember again that even though everybody might have been looking forward to that session it's also so nice to get an unexpected hour and a half or two hours or whatever is the pd session to get that time you're like the best gift in the world so don't be afraid once in a while to cancel a session or cut it short so friends those are my tips for you, some tips on both facilitating as well as planning a PD session that maybe you haven't heard before. I want to ask you a favor. If you found this episode helpful, would you share it with a friend, with someone who might not be aware of the Bright Morning Podcast? Because I want to get this content out there, both these podcast episodes, my books, the resources that I have on my website, and we get our best recommendations from people we know and trust. So I'd love to have you share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Leslie Bickford, who is the podcast producer. Thank you to Stacey Goodman, who does the sound engineering. And I will see you next week for our third and final piece of this mini series on PD. Take care, everyone.